0: Welcome to this first episode of the science of his coming. There is no doubt that the world we are living in is becoming more and more terrific. <laughs> a lot of things are happening in the world today. I want you to know that this is a one-year revelation to anyone who cares to listen. A dangerous wind is blowing a lot of disgusting things are happening the world is getting darker the so-called religious grounds are becoming more worldly why the world is becoming more and more religious the internet is being flooded with many happenings around the globe Things that draw down the anger of God upon the children of men. We've heard of so many atrocities that have been committed by the so-called elites in the world today. Most of whom are religious elites. You discover that today that evil has become a norm. When Jesus was describing the signs that surround his second coming he made us understand in the book of Luke 17 26 to 27 that just as it was in the days of Noah that so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. Alright, the biblical account of Noah begins in Genesis chapter 6. Approximately 1,600 years have passed since the creation of Adam and Eve. That is, if you read Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 27. Now, as the X population exploded in number, it also exploded with evil. One of the clearest signs of how close we are to the coming of the Lord is the sign of the days of Noah. When you take a look. those things that happened during the time of Noah because the Lord said we should you know look out for a generation that has the signs of the days of Noah Jesus said his return will be in a generation that would be just like the days of Noah okay first is it possible that our generation is like the days of Noah? And secondly is there any evidence that our generation is like it was in the days of Noah? When you look at this you discover that there are two questions we are looking at. One is it is possible that our generation you know is like Noah's generation and uh, if there are evidences for us to really hold on to for us to really be certain that our generation is like the generation of Noah because The purpose of this episode is for us to come to a certain point to understand that the generation we are living in is that generation jesus is talking about and when you look at the similarities between our generation and Noah's generation you discover that there is no other generation that we should be looking out for except this generation for the lord said that as it was in the days of Noah so it will be when the Son of Man returns. Now let's look at these points. The first one is population explosion. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible recorded that when men began to increase in number on the earth. From here, you discover that the the first piece of evidence that is similar between our generation and Noah's generation is the increase in population. There is nothing wrong with an increase in population. God said to be fruitful and multiply. But I need you to understand that as the population increases, so also the wars problem increases. In The year nineteen zero zero, there were approximately one billion people in the world. Seventy years seventy-five years later, that is in 1975, we uh, you know get to a point where the world population became three billion. Now in the year 2010, we have more than double the population. Of, should I say, over seven point or seven plus something billion. Now, if you just take the record now, all right, as of April 2019, the world was estimated to be 7.7 7 billion people living on earth. we are the very first generation since the days of Noah to experience a great population explosion. A lot of people right now are saying that by the time 2020 comes to an end that the world might be hitting 20 billion people year about. Why is this important? It is important because as the population increases the world problem increase what problems like wars like mines, like food shortages and the rest of them for the past 20 years you discover that scientists have been making their predictions regarding the population explosion our world is experiencing today Most of these world problems are what Jesus outlined in the book of Matthew chapter 24, but we're not looking into that now. So the first point to note is that the same way you have increase in population during the time of Noah in our generation today, it is something so alarming. Now the second point is the increase of sin. The increase of sin. And wickedness, we must understand that there is a great increase of sin and wickedness during the generation of Noah, which is what we are experiencing now, also. Okay, the increase of sin and wickedness became so great that we read in the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at what is happening all over the world today to know that evil is growing and increasing at a rapid and staggering rate. The Bible is just trying to let us know that the same way you have this increase during the time of Noah, that is the same way we are experiencing it today. You wake up one morning, you hear that a woman who is married to a man used a cutlass and cut off his own head. that a man who is married to a woman uses a a cutlass and cut off the wife's head. You hear of things that are very very painful to the ear. A lady will wake up and carry acid and pour on a man. A lady will give birth to a child and throw the child out of the window from a very high building. You hear different kinds of atrocities and these things are not coming down. Instead, they are going up. Why is it so? In the days of Noah, the ungodly outnumbered the godly, and this allowed for the increase of sin and evil. How do we know that? In Noah's day, you discover that in the book of uh, Genesis, chapter 6, verse 12, the Bible says, God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. All the people on earth have corrupted their ways. Now, compare that with this. Genesis chapter 7 verse 13, the Bible says, On that very day, Noah and his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth together with his wife, and the wives of his three sons entered the ark. Okay, now look at this now. You now see that, out of all the people who lived on on earth as of that time, only eight people believed God and were spared. That goes to show that the number of godly people on earth were lesser than the number of the ungodly on earth in the days of Noah. And it then means that, in our own generation now, that the number of the ungodly people have outnumbered the number of the godly people. And that is why wickedness is on a very high increase. This is exactly what we see in this generation, where the ungodly far outnumber the godly. And when ungodliness rules, then sin and evil and wickedness will continue to grow. Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, we grow cold the love of many we were cold. Jesus says the final generation will be characterized by a great love for wickedness which means in the final generation the ungodly will outnumber the godly and that is what we are seeing today from country to country from continent to continent everywhere in the world you cannot keep accurate account of the evil that is being done day by day. These things are not hidden. The internet has made it so easy for us to be seeing these things. So one would say that sin and evil have been present in every generation. Definitely that would be correct. But what is the difference between other generations and our generation? Remember we are comparing our generation with the generation of Noah. What is the difference about our generation from all previous generations? The difference is that the level of sin and wickedness in our generation is increasing on such a massive scale that it can only be stopped by the worldwide judgment of God, just as He did in the days of Noah. How did God stop the increase of unbending wickedness in Noah's day? He brought the worldwide judgment in the form of a flood. Point number three attitude of preoccupation. The sort of similarity between our generation and the generation of Noah is the attitude of preoccupation. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 38 For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark Jesus implies this in a negative light why not because these things are wrong but because in the final generation that is in this generation many people will allow these temporary things of life to become the focus and priority of their lives when comparing the final generation with Noah's generation Jesus said as it was in the days of Noah The final generation will also be found enjoying the pleasures of life the same way we are seeing it today. They will enjoy the pleasures of life so fully that they will completely miss the signs and warnings of God's judgment. Social life has taken almost everywhere. People are into competition with each other. The competition in wealth. The competition in social display, the, the the competition in whatever you can think of, people don't think about the life after now. If I sleep in death, where will I wake up? People are so much occupied by the activities of life that they don't want to reason anything or think about anything that has to do with the judgment of God. That is exactly the way it was in the days of Noah. That is exactly what is happening with our generation. Our generation has experienced more signs and warnings from God than any generation in history. And yet, the world is absolutely clawless to what God is doing and what is still still to come. I told us before that the world will continue getting darker. Nevertheless, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go about your business or do, you know, your day-to-day business that places food on your table. But in doing that, there is this consciousness in you that you are in a full expectation of the coming of the Lord. While you are there then you're in your, your, your shop, then your office, then wherever you are doing your business, you are still concerned about the homegoing of the saints. The main point here is that people will go about their daily lives without giving any attention to God or to his purpose for their life or to heed his great warnings of, of coming judgment. Jesus warns against allowing things and desires of this world to be the focus and matter of your life. He wants us not to be so preoccupied with the cares of this world. But instead focus your life on the things that are eternal. The things of this earth, no matter how enjoyable they may be, we perish. But the things of God we endure forever. The Bible says there is time for everything. There is nothing in this world that lasts forever. Nothing. Something which is raining today might not be raining tomorrow. Something which is the talk of the town today might not be invoked tomorrow. Many, many years ago, you can talk about some cars like Volkswagen Volkswagen and most cars that used to rain, where are they today? You talk about buildings, The buildings of 1980s and 1940s they are not the buildings that are running today a lady who is so beautiful today give her 10 years or 20 years the beauty will fade away there is nothing in this present life that lasts forever except the eternal gift the gift of salvation the gift of eternal life which God Himself gives. So what is the point here? People will be so much preoccupied that they will give less or lesser regard to those things that matter most. Point number four, the mocking of the truth. You discover that the fourth similarity that I've seen between Noah's day and our day is the mocking of the truth. As Noah preached to his generation of the judgment of God and the coming flood, the people mocked him. They laughed at him. They mocked him and ridiculed him. The same way you see today. (laughs) When you see preachers that talk about the truth of the coming judgment of God, Preachers that talk about the truth of the destruction of this present world. Preachers that talk about the truth of things that are to come. People mock them. People laugh at them. People see them as useless fellows. People don't regard them as anything. It is happening in our day. The mockery has even gotten to the extent that so many people now claim that they are they are men of god and are mocking god they have turned the church system into something else they mock the truth of the gospel by preaching errors they mock the truth of the gospel by by preaching apostasy They, they mock the truth of the gospel by ridiculing the essence of christ coming here on earth and those who speak this truth, are being persecuted. Those who speak the, who speak this truth, they, they, they are being laughed at. This generation is mocking the truth of the gospel. The same way they mocked Noah while he was building that ark. He, they mocked him, they laughed at him. It is happening today. When you tell people that the world is gradually coming to an end, When you tell people that we are in the end time, they don't want to care. Some will say, Let me live my life to the fullest before I even regard this thing you're saying. (laughs) The mocking of the truth. In the days of Noah, they said, We have no never so much as seen a cloud, much less a water falling from the sky. Hey, Noah. The sea is that way about a 50 miles. They ask, Why should we believe you? Why should we change? There is no judgment coming. And you have no right to tell us what judgment is coming. The Bible says that for over 100 years, God waited patiently as Noah warned the people of the judgment. In Second Peter chapter 2, verse 5, He kept inviting them and warning them but they refused to believe and they refused to accept his invitation compare that attitude with the attitude found in second peter about our generation second peter 3 verse 3 says first of all you must understand that in the last days which days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires i don't know if if this sounds like our generation They will say, where is this coming, He promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. People will tell you, ah, this gospel, it's been long we've been preaching it to, it's been long they've been preaching it to, ah, even before our forefathers, they've been saying all these things. That is what the scripture is trying to tell us. that, that is what people will keep saying these days. They will mock at the truth. This generation mocks the truth. This generation hates the truth and this generation is doing everything possible to destroy the truth They are working on several agendas to destroy the truth to make people not to hear it That is where I heard some people saying that it's not even good to even preach so you are not convert somebody from one religion to another religion that everybody is one worshipping one God They will hate the truth. They will not like to hear the truth. This is another clear sign we are living in the final generation. It is amazing that with all of the undeniable signs, the world still refuses to accept or believe the evidence that these signs are God's warning of the great judgment that is to come. the final point we'll be discussing under this episode is wickedness and violence. Wickedness and violence. And this is the fifth similarity that we will be talking about. Between Noah's day and our generation is the increase of wickedness and violence. This particular similarity is very interesting because it is also one of the specific signs that Jesus said would characterize our generation as evidence that his return was near. When you read Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, the Bible says, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on, on the earth. And his heart was filled with pain. That is, we read verses of that same Genesis chapter 6. In Noah's day, the heart of man was constantly focused on evil. Somebody will just be thinking about, what wrong will I do? Somebody will be thinking of how to commit crime. How to do something, something so wicked that someone else has not done. You see? That is what brings the judgment of God. Every generation has had his experience with evil and evil rulers. But when Jesus compared the last generation that would exist just before his return with Noah's generation, I believe he was speaking of a time that would be filled with exceptional evil and wickedness just as it was in Noah's day. In the final generation, men will be so wicked that they will refuse to repent of their evil deeds, even in the face of God's terrible judgments. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many, like we read before, we grow cold. He said the final generation will live without any regard to God, the same way you are seeing it. The people don't have regard for God. A lot of people don't even believe if there is God. And that is why I was trying to say, to you who don't believe that there is God, how so foolish are you? Because when you look around, (laughs) you discover that the anger of God is pouring down on earth. And it will still continue. Jesus said that that the final generation will live without any regard to God. And the truth of His Word and would be characterized by an increase of wickedness. Every day, our newspapers are filled with stories of murder, stories of rape, stories of assault and abuse of every kind. When you move away from the truth and righteousness of God's word, evil and wickedness will move in to replace it. I said it before, that you log on to the internet, you see these things every day happening. Every day happening. Paul also gave a detailed description of what man would be like in the days, just before the return of Christ, When he, he says something in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, there will be terrible times in the last days. Our world is not going to, be, to get better, but much, much, much worse. Verse 2, he says, people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money, boastful, proud, people will be doing wrong and they are proud they are doing wrong. They will be committing evil and they will be proud of it, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good precarious, rash, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying his power, having nothing to do with them. That was how Paul described this generation that we are living in. Is anybody blind? We are not blind to these things. You don't need a prophet to come and tell you that these things are happening. Even in your streets, you are seeing it. Within that premises where you live, you are seeing it. You hear them in the news. You see them on the internet. You see them on social media. It is not hidden. These things are happening day by day on a very high increase. Wickedness and violence. This terrible list easily describes our present generation. It describes the wickedness of man and the spiritual condition of his heart. My very good friend terrible times are still ahead. Despite this wickedness and calamities in the world today, terrible times are still ahead. There are terrible things that are yet to happen. See what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 verse 21. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Do you see why I encourage you to allow Christ in your life? Let me tell you something. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are not going to be here for that terrible time of tribulation. You know? See what the Bible says. If those days had not been shut, cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. But if you are not a believer and a follower of Christ, you will experience the greater terror of the tribulations that are coming. So I encourage you, do the most you can. Pay attention to the signs. Allow Jesus to come into your life if you are yet to be a believer of Christ Jesus. This is how we are going to be closing this episode. Join us on our social media handles at last minute cry while we keep talking about these truths. More episodes will come up. God bless you.